This is Sam Mitchell from Autism Rocks and Rolls, and you are listening to Moments of Grace with Dr. Butler. And keep the light on. This is your host, Dr. A. Jerome Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. I hope you're having a wonderful day out there. I know my day has been has been a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I, I know with everything that's going on, it just feels good sometimes just to release, let go, take a breath, just pause and, and just exhale. Um, as you do that, you'll find that life goes a lot better when you can just exhale. Um, before we get started, I, I just want to share with you, um, you know, we have the pandemic going on. Everything else is going on in the world that has our attention. And, and I'm reminded of uh, a young man whose name was Alfredo. And uh, he was a, a big star during the, um, during the Second World War. You know, when we're going through these arduous times in our lives, you know, entertainment really, really does help us. It, it, it helps to take our minds off of things for a little while. It, it helps us to release ourselves and, and, and just maybe go maybe into a, a place that is out of our usual normal. And, and to be honest with you, these times are, are different, definitely not normal. So we need these things. So uh, Alfredo was, uh, uh, he was an, an actor and uh, professional singer. And one of the things that Alfredo did uh, during the Second World War, a lot of his movies were uh, an extension to uh, release for America. Uh, actually, you know, Alfredo uh, was a native of Philadelphia and he, he, he changed his name, changed his name to Mario Lanza. And uh, Mario was an opera singer as well as a um, very well-known, like I said, in the, the great movies from the 40s, you know, with uh, uh, the Andrews sisters. And I remember some of those, uh, not that old, <laughs> but I do remember some of those great movies. And on today, we have a young lady with us who is an award winner of Mario Lanzer Award, and her name is Liz Priestley. So welcome, Liz, to Moments of Grace. Wow, thank you so much. What an amazing introduction. I was sitting there like riveted. And then as soon as you said, and you changed his name to Mario Lanza. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I got very excited. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, you, you guys are both from Philly. Yes. Oh, yeah. awesome, awesome. And so you, you don't know I've been stalking you for uh, in some <laughs> of the other podcasts you've been on. So you have been on this this um, talented journey from age four and six, I understand, of playing instruments and singing. Mm -hmm. And so uh, share with the audience a little bit about yourself before we get into our conversation. Well, yeah, as you mentioned, I, I'm a musician, um, instrumentalist, uh, a vocalist. Um, I started playing violin around age four and kept that up for about 18, 19 years. And um, along with that, I uh, trained in classical opera starting in, um, actually it was, it was in middle school is when I started. And um, I, uh, I got to, 
I won a scholarship to Settlement Music School here wow. in Philadelphia. Okay. And that's actually where uh, I competed for and won the Mario Lanza Award that you mentioned um, when I was about uh, uh, 16 is when oh, I went. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so that, that was a huge deal and it was really cool. Um, and actually, you know what? And I, I don't think I've said this in any other podcast, but because I won that award, um, it actually opened up an acting opportunity for me. Okay. Um, so, so along with these musical uh, journeys that I was taking, I, I around age seven, I decided um, that I was very interested in the acting process. And I was okay. just like enthralled with how movies were made. And um, I had older siblings that did, you know, stage productions in high school. And I was just in love with that whole process of, you know, knowing, you know, it's like my sister up there, but she's in a different character and she's pretending to be somebody else and I thought that was so cool and so I started getting into that at middle, in middle school Okay. and after I won the Mario Lanza award uh, like a week later I'm sitting in class and you have to understand even though all these other things were going on I was not a good student Okay. <laughs> and so when I'm sitting in class and I hear over the loudspeaker attention students can Miss Elizabeth Priestley please come down to the principal's office? Like, what I'm have I thinking, done now? Oh, great. <laughs> what <laughs> have I done now? <laughs> um, so I go down there, and uh, they were funny. They made, you know, they made it seem like I was in trouble. It was right, very cute. Right. Um, but then turns out, you know, I, I won this um, opportunity wow. to go. It was a twofold opportunity. It was very awesome. One was to audition at the Arden Theater in Philadelphia. Um, they were uh, doing a musical based on the life of Marian Anderson, okay. and they needed a young Marian Anderson uh, for the production. And I got to go and audition, and I got to play young Marian Anderson in a production. And I mean, the Arden is a pretty big theater house yeah, here, and definitely. So. Right, right. Yeah, that was that was awesome, so, and it so was because with with as young as you the, are, you're 16 years old. How was that experience, though? I mean, you, you I know you had done some, some stage so stuff before, cool. but now you're on, <laughs> now you're on a major was, stage. How how was that? Yeah, it was so cool. I mean, we I had done school productions, you know, right. the class plays that no one's into, but I took them very seriously, and then. In middle school, you start auditioning for plays, and I was doing that um, for about 12, uh, age 12 onward. So, at 16, to get this part in a pretty significant, you know, theater in my hometown was like, it was surreal. It was really cool. And then right. I was playing, you know, a real person who, um, you know. When I started singing opera, you know, I got made fun of a lot because it was like, right. you're black, why are you singing exactly. opera? And exactly. then of course, right. you know, the names started coming like, oh, mm. but there have been these wonderful black, you know, opera singers. Mm -hmm. And of course, Marian Anderson was one of the first names mentioned to me. So being able to play the young version of her was like exceptionally cool. Wow. Um, but I have to say the other thing that I got to do was a bigger deal. Um, Somehow, and I, I'm still not sure how this was coordinated, but uh, Audra McDonald, if you're familiar with her, mm -hmm. um, she was in Philadelphia 
that week and she was going to be performing at the Kimmel Center, which had just opened up. It was a nice big concert hall space in Philly. Right. And um, so while she was in town, she decided she was going to lead a master class. And I was chosen (laughs) to participate. That's a big deal. Yeah, so that's what they called me down to the uh, to the office for was that they, you know, pretended they were sending me home from school because I got in trouble. They said, no, no, we're sending you downtown. And I'm like, why? They're like, you're actually going to meet Audra McDonald and you're going to get to sing for her. And it was just I mean, and then my mom and I were able to go to her concert later that night and see her live. And I just remember it was her and a bass player and a piano player. Wow. That was it. And it was the most magical concert I've ever seen. So it was pretty awesome. So yeah, all that happened because of the Mario Lanza Award. <laughs> it's so, pretty awesome. So so you heard it here first. So, so you got the exclusive. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, this this uh, this wonderful journey that you've been on, and you, mm-hmm. you mentioned your siblings as well. Yeah. Of, of um, how do they think about what's going on in your life right now? Because. Well, it's, are are know, they also in 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 uh, thespians and and in entertainment as well? Yeah, well, it's funny because you know throughout all of that with the music and everything, my whole family, um, pretty quickly were like, "Look, this music ability of yours, this is a rare thing. You should really go for that. You should move in that direction." Um, and it would have made sense for me to do so, except for the fact that I from the age of seven was like, I am fascinated with film. I want to be a film actress. I want to make movies. I want to be on TV. I want to be in front of the camera. And so it was kind of not really a battle because they were supportive in their own way, but it was sort of like, yeah, okay, you can do that for a little while, but this music thing, right? You're going to, you're going to go back to that. Right. Um, And then of course this, this film that I'm debuting in happened. Okay. And that well, sort of changed things. I, I want to take a break <laughs> and then we want to come back and we're going to talk about the the film that you you're going to be in. I want to we're going to take a small break and and I still want to but but before we get to that, I, mm-hmm. I still want to get into the, you know, you you're classically trained in the opera. Yes. And and one of the you're multi-talented. Um, you know, um, if, if some people are born with one talent, you know, that's Mm -hmm. great. But with you being multi-talented, like you said, there's kind of a struggle with, with your parents and yourself about, uh, well, I want to go into film and, and so, and I'm being nosy. So, so share with (laughs) me a little bit, because as a parent, and I'm just going to tell you, I have a 10 year old Mm -hmm. and I'm bald headed, you know, Mm -hmm. if you ever see my picture, I'm bald headed. Um, who I've who who has helped to for me to claw every ounce of hair that I have yeah. out of my head. She, <laughs> she has been, uh, from age three, and she's ten now, and we just mm-hmm. finally stopped. Um, my thought process was, you know, she's learning in school, mathematics, and everything. She can also learn piano. Well, mm-hmm. kid, absolutely, absolutely detest the piano. Just absolutely detest it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I thought I saw the the talent in her early on, but but she just has no no interest in it. <laughs> She's picking a little bit of it up now, but starting at four and and, and six years old, mm-hmm. um, your parents paid for this stuff. 
So, yeah. so what was what was the discussion? You know, how was it? You know, well, I want to go into film and acting, but you're still going because I know I was very urgent about yeah. it. I just eventually, <laughs> finally, just threw my hands up, and my wife said, "No, we're paying for this. You know, this is costing a lot of money for us to send this kid to, to play the piano and everything." So, so just share with us real quick before we take a break. Sure. How that was, you know, in your home. And did, did your other siblings play other instruments as well? Did they have the same? Yeah, uh, and that's what, made it, that's what made it difficult. Because there was a point in time, I have five sisters, and I'm the fourth out of six. There was a wow. point in time <laughs> where we were all playing instruments. Wow. And my mom had it down to where we all had our lessons on a Thursday night after school so she would just kind of shuttle us around to the lessons and then we'd get home like at dinner time um so they yeah they were invested they had spent lots of money and you know doing that whole thing um and yeah i mean from from a very young age i was like no i i think this is what i'm gonna do um so it was a bit of a struggle because what ended up happening was all of my sisters eventually quit their instruments Okay. And I was the last one. So my parents were like, no, we are not going to fail with you. You are going to keep this up. Sounds <laughs> <You> familiar. <know? laughs> so it was, you know, and I compromised when I went to college. I said, okay, I will go for musical theater so I can okay. have the music and I get my theater filled too. And, but and it this was is always, when you were at Ithaca? Ithaca. Mm -hmm. But it was always everything I did from then you know, from then on, it was always with the idea of what what steps can I take to bring me closer to the film stuff. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, great, great. Well, we're gonna take a, a small break, and then when we come back, uh, while while we're taking a break, we'd like you to think about your inspirations first of all. That uh, because for you to be inspired to, yeah, I have all this talent, you know, to be a operatically tra trained and and mm -hmm. uh, musician and everything but something sparked uh yeah. in you you saw something someone influenced you <laughs> and um your parents are probably happy now probably weren't <laughs> too happy then but somebody <laughs> somebody influenced you to want to go in that direction and when we come back from break i want to talk about that and then we want to get into this really exciting news yeah. about this new movie that you're in okay yeah, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, this is Dr. Adrienne Butler, and, and this is Moments of Grace. We are talking with the incomparable, uh, multi-talented Liz Priestley, who is here with us. And we're so happy to have her here with us uh, here on Moments of Grace. We're going to take a small break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion. And she's going to share with you about this new movie that she's in, as well as see who in the world got her mom and daddy upset with her. <laughs> for going into acting in the film. And so when we come back, we'll be continuing our conversation with Liz Priestley. We'll be right back. Hey, when we started this podcast on January 5th, 2020, never thought that we would have the acclaim that we have and touch the lives that we have. It has been such a blessing. And we could not have the achievements or couldn't even stay on the air without you. I want to thank you so much and ask you today to partner with us here on Moments of Grace. You can come in at any level. And when you do, I'll send you my latest book, Managing the Miracle. And I want to thank you in advance for being a partner of Moments of Grace. 
And we're back. This is your host, Dr. Ray Jerome Butler. And we're talking with Liz Priestley, this, uh, this young lady who is multi-talented, um, operatic trained, uh, went to one of the uh, most, one of the more prestigious colleges in America, as well as receiving the um, Mario Lanza Award uh, at age 16. And, and so she has had a very storied life um, up to this point, and I'm sure it's going to get better. So welcome back to Moments of Grace, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. Now, now we were talking earlier about your uh, wanting to transition, and, and uh, you, you have, um, and, and, and our show is more than just a, a talk show. I always love to make sure that we leave learning something. Um, there was an inroad, uh, all of this talent that you had and, and the opportunities that were afforded you um, led you to really what you wanted to do, which mm -hmm. was doing film, acting. Um, so who was the, the influence when that little seven-year-old girl, um, you know, at four been playing the piano or uh, playing violin and everything else, and, and at seven, three years later, somebody influenced you or uh, a group of, of people or a film you saw influenced you <laughs> to want to change direction. So share, share with us that journey. Well, you know, I wish I could say it was just one person, but it, there were a lot of different influences that kind of came together for me. Um, but I do remember what each of them were. I mean, it was a combination of, like I said, I have older siblings and it was okay. around then that, you know, my oldest sibling was in high school and she was doing plays there and, you know, we would go see, we'd go see her. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like enthralled at first of all, being able to like roam the halls of the high school. I thought it was like right. the coolest it was still thing, cool, you know? right? <laughs> and then, you know, sitting there and seeing her you know, dressed up, at, you know, in like Victorian era clothes with like curls and, you know, pretending to be someone else with an accent. I just thought that was so fascinating. Um, and then my family, you know, we lived around the corner from a blockbuster. So we were okay. renting movies every weekend. And um, I, I just was like, I was fascinated with the process of movies. I was like, how are they doing that? How are, who are these people that are, you know, like I, I've mentioned this before, um, Mighty Ducks was like a big influence when I was a kid. And okay. I was just like floored by the fact that these were actors who learned to play hockey. Right. I was like, what right. do you mean they didn't know how to play, you know? <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. And then when I was a kid, and this is probably the most controversial thing. And was that Emilio, Emilio Esteban or was that the brother? Oh, Emilio Estevez, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coach Gordon Bombay. There I just thought that was so cool that like, oh, they didn't know how to do this. Right, exactly, right, right. <laughs> but but the most controversial thing, and it, I, I, I say this now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, it's probably problematic. But, you know, my, so my sister that used to do the plays, actually I had a couple sisters that did plays, but my oldest one, she had posters in her room of like, you know, Marilyn Monroe, and she okay. had a big poster of, of Gone with the Wind in her oh, room. Wow. I remember that. Okay. And I was fascinated with Vivian Lee, and okay. I still am to this day. Got you, got you. And when I was really young, and I'm we're talking like four, five, six years old, like at an age where this just doesn't make any sense at all, um, 
I used to sneak downstairs at like three, four o'clock in the morning and watch Gone with the Wind, which is like a gotcha. three hour movie. Right, right. And then, right. you know, my parents would come down for breakfast and they'd find me sitting on the couch, like watching this this movie. And I, I was swept up in the whole, the grandeur of it. And once I figured out what filmmaking was, it was fascinating to me that like, you could go back and revisit a, a, a era. historical point in time. Right. Yeah, like the right. Civil War and like, oh, those aren't really, you know, dead bodies on the screen. Those are just actors. Like I just, I was really swept up in all of that. And of course, like I said, I, I loved and still do. And love, you cognitively, um, uh, uh, understood that at age seven, at, at that yeah. age, you you, um, you you deduced that hey, these guys are just actors. There, there's yeah. there's something in you that 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 says that something special is whether you know it or not. Because yeah, yeah, and I've I've I love you know reading about old Hollywood and old Hollywood stars. There's something about that era which is interesting because you know I'm African American, so that point in time was not very kind to people like me but um i but we I, have an innocence because i remember being you know a kid as well and mm -hmm. always wanted to be james bond yeah exactly <laughs> there's an innocence that goes along and thank god for the the innocence of ignorance or whatever you want to call it exactly that, that yeah, all the yeah. other social uh stigmas did not come in and, and ruin our childhood so. exactly exactly like it did not occur to me until years and years later that like to go back and watch gone with the wind through fresh eyes and go oh there's a whole section of this movie that's very <laughs> yeah, <right>. exactly oh. <laughs> you know but as yeah, as a kid, you're not looking at that. You're looking at Scarlett O'Hara's dresses and Brett Butler being dashing, and right. you know, like of the course. whole, the whole thing of it was just I I was obsessed with that movie. And like I said, it's not a short movie, right? It is, um, right. and I I have difficulty getting through that movie now mm. uh, because of the length and also because, like I said, I mean, you know, I go back and I watch like. Hattie McDaniel or yes. Butterfly McQueen, and right. I just go, oh man, like right. boy, <laughs> you know. And you didn't see that then, you know. No, no. We, we were totally. Then, like I said, I, I was enamored with the movie as well. Coming yeah. up, yeah. Again, uh, and and let me say this, Liz. Thank God for our parents because mm -hmm. I know, you know, you grew up in Philly. I grew up in New York. Mm -hmm. Kind of, you know, my best friend I, and folks have heard this before was a little Irish kid, and my mm -hmm. first girlfriend was Puerto Rican. Uh, friends from Haiti and Jewish friends and everything else. So it was all about culture more than color. Yeah, and yeah. that's the way my family raised me. And so, you know, like you said, you 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 saw the movies, but you know, the innocence of ignorance. You you didn't see the other social implications. That, and I think too. You know, I was taught from a very early age not to, uh, I guess, focus on the exactly. racial aspect exactly. of things. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm adopted, right? So okay. my my parents are white. Mm -hmm. I have three older siblings who are white. But then I have two younger siblings that are black and biracial. Okay. So, you know, from the beginning, it was never like. Right. You know what I mean? It was never like, it was never a secret. Like I always knew I was different, but my okay. parents uh, from the beginning were always, you know, like you were meant to be in our family. And you know, this is how we 
look at the world and you know it's not about a black and white thing it's about exactly. love and it's there about you, you know where you're supposed to be and all that so yeah i do think my parents definitely played a part in the things that i watched growing up and i and i do think i had a richer um you know kind of aspect because of that like i i've i got into ithaca college um you know you have to audition to right. get into their musical theater program mm -hmm. i got into their program singing a song from fiddler on the roof which is okay. not a show that i will ever get to do <laughs> right. as an adult you know what right. i mean like right. i will not be playing russian orthodox Druze from the 1800s anytime in my life right 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 uh, but I did get to in high school because I went to a school where, you know, our drama teacher really, and he also, he had 10 kids, five of which are adopted, and they were all different races, races and everything. So he emphasized, you know, colorblind casting in the productions that we did. So, wow. um, yeah, so for me, it was really beneficial because I think it opened my eyes to just a whole world of of what acting and and what you know movies and theater and and all of that stuff what it all was and I have a really deep appreciation for it and yeah my parents were super huge into movies and music and we we listened to a whole variety of things and we watched a whole variety of things um, so yeah, I, it's not, to me, it's not surprising that I went this way and that I have right. such a deep love and respect for the arts because I'm like, if you grew up in my house, you'd be like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I got you, I got you, you, yeah. you had, you had no, well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a military family. So, so it was 18 of us after my grandfather. Wow. Generations. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. So wow. we're, so I, so I totally understand, you know, there, there's, there's a certain dynamic and, and it gets back to the beauty of, of love, you know, mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. you know, love is truly, truly colorblind. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I mentioned the military pieces we're talking because I went from my parents' home, which was, you know, more culture than color, mm -hmm. and went to the military, which everybody's green. You know, yeah, so, yeah, so exactly. you know, I didn't, I didn't even realize um, honestly that there was this great difference. So I moved to the South, and and I'm in my 40s, and I'm being honest with you. You know, I didn't didn't realize this great divide. I was almost you know almost blind yeah and i thank yeah. god for it to be honest with you because yeah. um it brought a richness in so many other cultures and so many people in my life and i always ask people the question liz you know if there's a an, an a, a asian child that's raised by an african-american family and you stick mm -hmm. them in the middle of chinatown without the language are they still chinese yeah <laughs> it's it you know that's an interesting point to make because um a lot of people when they find out that you know i'm adopted they they ask me well you know did you ever have that experience where people were just like you're not black enough or um wow. you know did they ever look at that as a negative and mm -hmm. it's also interesting because this this movie that we're going to talk about the one of the questions that has been coming up is you know the fact that this is a in a lot of ways, it's a black film. It's a black story. It's about a black community set in the heart of Philly, starring black, you know, actors and black characters. And it's directed by a white guy. And mm -hmm. so people have been asking, you know, oh, did that 
bother you or did you were you um upset about the fact that this story was being told through a white lens and i just is like I, I, what to is me, that <laughs> yeah to me it's, it's like because of the the background that i come from right, i right. and and i'm assuming this is true for you but you know i am fully capable of realizing that people of other races can still have a deep love respect and appreciation for my own culture. race and culture right. exactly. do you know what i mean exactly 100 percent. yeah and my my parents were like that and are like that my sisters same way and the director of this movie same way so no it never bothered me for a second and um yes i have heard my whole life some version of you're not really black or you're not black enough and, and i don't understand that liz that's, it, that's one it's of like the... how do you sound like a color that's exactly dumb. it's dumb I'm down in the South, and like I said, I, I've actually had someone at one time, <laughs> and he was in his 70s, and I just had to kind of look over it. He said, I never met anybody talk as well as you do. Said, wow. I said, well, I yeah. said you mean you never met, <laughs> you ever met, never met like another person that's, color, that's well versed. Or... That's what you're trying to say. And and I said, it's, 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 uh, I said, you know, uh, one thing that, and he said, he said, son at first. And I said, well, first of all, Mr. Butler, and and if you would give everybody a chance and take off the lens and take off the shades, you'll see that um, the same people that don't, maybe in your mind don't talk well, have the same right. ambitions, the same heart, same love for this yes. country, and the same love for their families that you do. So, I got, you know, I got a lot of that in the in the classical, you know, opera world. I got I a lot imagine. of that. Okay. Um, you know, oh, we've never heard anyone sing so be we've never we didn't expect you to sing so beautifully or um or if I did talk, boy, you speak so well. <laughs> or oh my goodness, right. you have such a gorgeous voice. It's right. so unusual. I'm like, I know what you're saying. You're implying, right. I right. know what you're saying. And a matter of fact, it's so funny. I, I thought I wasn't gonna like Ithaca. I ended up loving it, but I thought I wasn't going to like it because my very first day of class, you know, the first thing you have to do is go meet your academic advisor. And I walk over and she shook my hand and she said, we are so excited to have you here. We've never had a black soprano go through our program before. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. And I was just like, I don't want to be known Seen as, as that. right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like right. I don't. That's not why I'm here. I'm right. here to learn, just like everyone else. I don't want to be your little status symbol. Like, look, we've got one. You know right. what I mean? It's like, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you come up with against that in various ways over the years. But you know, after a certain age, you just you realize you just got to let that roll off your back and yeah. you know keep chugging forward. Well, so you know, the, 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 the thing is, is, is um, when people talk about even, you know, with uh, uh, case in point, Camilla uh, Harris, mm -hmm. you, know, and you know, they say, oh, well, you know, we're so excited. You know, we had the first um, woman of color getting ready to be the, or, you know, the VP. Mm -hmm. And that's so special. And my thing is, we as a country have got to get to a point that that's no longer special. Right, that's not a... That's we not have a, to get to a point where the, the Liz Priestleys of the world um, being operatic, it, you know, is not a thing. I know yeah. um, I had an opportunity to know the family of Jesse Norman. Mm. Uh, she's from Augusta, oh. Georgia. 
She and, probably is my favorite. Oh, of, she is of, awesome. Of the three, I would say her, Marion, and Leontine. I think Jesse's probably my my favorite. <laughs> she is awesome. Um, you know, they have a theater of her there, and actually interviewed uh, one of the art directors. He's no longer an art director there any longer here on our show, mm-hmm. and um, just just a, a an an awesome person. And and I, you know, and and again, we need to get to the point that. Jesse Norman is is not an anomaly. Yeah, Liz Priestley's of the world are, are are nothing unique, and I, I don't mean that to insult you, Liz, but that's no, where no, we need to I get to in I our agree. country. That you know, it is it's not it's you know a person of color being president, a person of color uh, speaking well, playing tennis, you know, playing golf. Yes, exactly. That, that it's just. It's just no big deal. You know, yeah. it's just an, an average day in America. And after 200 and something years uh, in our nation that we're not yet there. We're getting right. there. I truly feel we're getting there. And, and even though we may have some setbacks, I think that, you know, in order for uh, a wound to heal, you have to kind of take the scab off mm-hmm. in order to, to you know, <laughs> in order for it to go through a, a, another another washing and another healing. Yeah. But I, I feel we're getting there. We're we're, we're not uh, we're not there yet. No, but we're getting we're, there. We're making baby steps. There I'm, you go. I'm happy about the progress, even if it is slow. But you know, yeah, I'd love to never have another audition where somebody says, "Well, yeah, can you just can you sing a little more?" You know, like Beyonce it. Just exactly. More, you know, you know how to do that, right? And I'm just like, no, in fact, no, I, I don't. don't. In fact, That's... I don't. <laughs> that's not my genre, no. Like, that's not my genre, even in a little bit. And, exactly. And, and people are surprised when they give me auditions or things like that where, you know, where I where I say, well, that's not really how I sing. That's not my style. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten a lot of pushback on that, not from my manager, but from other people who don't understand, like, how the voice works and how, you know, just because I'm Black, I don't mm-hmm. sound... Like Beyonce, I don't have an R and B style. I don't sing gospel. Right. Well, this I can is an instrument. to a point, but not. You don't really. ask a drum to be a trumpet. So. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know, I know what my style of singing is. Right. But, right. You know, that's that's what it is. But I, you know, these days I'm really not doing much uh, singing, and that's fine because I I've really been able to make a push on the the camera side of things which is like you know it that's been my lifelong dream so i'm very happy with the fact that i'm not doing as much singing right. these days right. i'm like no but i'm doing commercials and, and movies and it's it's awesome <laughs> well this is it's it, it is so awesome in fact um you have a uh, and i guess this is at least uh one of many to come uh, i hope of so your, yeah it will be it will be <laughs> Uh, I, I know. I, I just feel. I, I feel, as I say, I feel it in my bones <laughs> <laughs> that it's going to be one of many that are to so, come. Yeah. Uh, I saw some of your. Uh, I saw some of the pictures and some of your reviews from Ruin, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, you are a a special talent. So, uh, with that said, you do have a movie that's coming up, and and share with us a little bit of that experience that a movie. And who you're you're in it with, and 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 I'm gonna try to get you know I'm again I'm gonna try to get some maybe some of the other interviewers hadn't gotten from you so yeah no I understand um, the briefest okay I'm gonna try to summarize it but basically um, yeah so I 
you know, after the music thing, I did about 25 years of stage stuff and it's been really fun. Um, and about two years ago, I finally signed with a manager and started booking some commercials, which is super exciting because it was like, oh my gosh, I'm finally, I'm finally living the dream. And then um, last summer, I shot a movie that filmed here in my hometown, Philadelphia. And um, before I get to who's in it, uh, it's a it's a father son story, um, but it's based. What I'm most excited about is the historical framework of it, which is it's set against the backdrop of the black cowboys of Philadelphia. Which is a real thing I didn't know about until I got cast in this, but um, we have we shot our movie at Fletcher Street Stables here in North Philly, okay. and um, some of the cowboys there play cowboys in our film, which I'm oh. really really excited about awesome. for people to get to know what they are all about. But basically, um, the movie is called Concrete Cowboy, and it's about a 15-year-old boy named Cole who uh, is in Detroit and he's played by Caleb McLaughlin <laughs> from Stranger Things. Things right. And he uh, he's acting up. He is getting in trouble at his school. So his mother, played by me, <laughs> all right. uh, I decide, you know what, I've, I've done all I can for you. I think you need to be with your father and have his influence in your life. So I drive him overnight and drop him on his father's doorstep in Philadelphia. But what he does not know is that his father happens to be the leader of this group of black cowboys. And so while he thinks he's just going to Philly, right. he's going to Philly, <laughs> you really know, to learn to... <laughs> about this whole world that so many people don't even know really right. does exist. Right. And his father, my ex-husband in this movie, is played by the incomparable and the absolutely gorgeous Idris Elba. So that is my film debut. I get to be the wife of Idris Elba and the mother of Caleb McLaughlin awesome. in my film debut. So, that yeah. is so awesome. For you. I'm so happy for you. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty surreal, but it's yeah. awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. It's so, so you... Um, uh, now, where are you in Philly? Or, or, your character is in Philly, or in another part of, of, the, of America? My character, when the when the film opens, we're in Detroit. Okay, which is Detroit. Really funny okay. because where we shot, it was Philly, but we had to double for right. Detroit. Okay. But okay. yeah, I I I basically drive him from Detroit to Philly in a night, and uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I, I literally you. just kind of dump him on his dump dad's on doorstep, and I'm like, I'm out. You know. Got you. Got you. <laughs> Well, well, I had a chance to look at the trailer, and so the 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 opening part of the trailer, and, mm -hmm. and I can say it because it's it's a trailer, you know. When, yeah. When he when he walks in the house and sees <laughs> <laughs> everything that's going on, I know it's it's just like, what did she do? <laughs> it's one of my most favorite parts. When I got the script and I read that scene, I was like. That's gonna be hysterical. It is. It was. It because was. nobody's gonna buy that. Right. But I right. absolutely promise you, this community, this whole world, they're absolutely real. Right. And um, yeah, it's it's hysterical. Caleb plays that scene so, so perfectly. He's just like, it's a horse. It's a horse. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> In your house. <laughs> In your house. And I have to say, you know. 
Caleb is, first of all, he's phenomenal. We got to bond a little bit because, you know, it's his first movie as well. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we had about six or seven days together and um, it was so sad. I had to like just yell at him and hit him the whole time. I was like, I'm right. sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got you. Uh, he was such a trooper. But um, it came out that he's allergic to horses. Oh, and wow. And I was like, oh, good, because I'm allergic too. And I didn't want to tell anybody because I thought they would fire me if I did. Okay, okay. And then we go, we shoot our, I had about like a day and a half with Idris. And we go to shoot our big scene with Idris. And he's like, I'm allergic to horses too. <laughs> like, oh, no. And both of them in in the uh, in the in the promo, both of them are on a horse. So that's yeah, I was on a horse too. Oh, in fact, wow. that's where I met both of them actually, because I that audition process was so strange uh, in that we never met during it okay. because a normal movie we would have met somewhere right. to make sure we looked you know right or whatever. Right, right. Um, but that didn't happen, and so my first day on set was my first day meeting everyone and they were very nice to me and that they gave me my first day was a scene where i had nothing to say i just had to react and by the way i had never been on a horse so they had to send me to horse camp before this which was really wow so funny how was um, that yeah i was like <laughs> i have to do that i was like i have to be on the horse they're like yes ma'am um so but the way i trained i had to be on a two-person horse Okay. with my son oh okay so i show up that day I, I meet caleb and 10 seconds later we're on a horse and i'm in the back and i've got my arms around his waist because you can't hold on to the horse from back there right, right and you you literally are at the mercy of the person in the front so i'm like clutching poor caleb for dear life and i've known it i'm like hi we met 10 seconds ago don't let me fall you know it's just like <laughs> you know so they put us up on a horse and then um they move our horse up to where this other horse was and i i turn my head to my right and like a foot away from me there is this man just grinning at me and i just was like <laughs> and uh <laughs> So I look at Idris Elba and I go, oh, hello, husband. And he's like, oh, hello, wife. And right. I, I almost fell off the horse. Oh. I was like, Caleb, catch me. <laughs> so, so one of the most yeah. handsome, handsome men in, in, in the world. And, and, and he smiled at me. Right? I mean, he's sitting there. He's got like a couple buttons on the shirt open. He's oh, goodness. On the horse. It's just like, come on. And it's like sunset behind him. It right. was like literally something out of a movie it was I amazing and i'm just sitting there like this is my job i, I have a uh, <laughs> i have a, a friend of my wife's that she is absolutely going to envy you and <laughs> she will probably give me your number I want to i'm talk telling with you <laughs> i i i cannot say enough wonderful things about that man he he was so sweet um he is exactly as sweet and charming as you think he is. And he's even more stunning up close, which is like completely unfair. But gotcha, he, he gotcha. said to me at one point, he was like, so what would I have seen you in? Like, what would I know you from? And I said, well, nothing. Cause this is my, you know, this is it. This is my this debut. Is my debut, right, right. He's like, you've never acted before? I said, no, 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 I've done stage, but this is my first movie. 
and he literally like touched his heart and was like i get to be in your film debut oh, i just wow. thought that that was the that coolest so, thing cool. ever right. like he doesn't have to say that like you're right. the biggest star right. on the planet you know what i mean right <laughs> but yeah that just made me like fall even more in love with the guy i just thought like gotcha. man he's cool like right. man he's cool and then um Method Man is in the movie as well. Oh, so okay. He and, yeah, I did see him in one of the uh, pictures, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. and Method Man were there just, like, hanging out with the cowboys between takes and, like, freestyle rapping and stuff. It just, it was like, you guys are just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you've gone from commercials and stage, and so this journey, mm-hmm. Liz, ha- has brought you to this point. And yeah. so... Um, what what's next because now you've had your film debut you've gotten your your feet wet uh, <laughs> you you that little seven-year-old girl that was sitting on the couch yeah. watching gone with the wind looking at from uh, her vantage point how things worked and now you've actually th- there'll be years from now that some little seven-year-old girl mm. sit on a couch somewhere in the world mm. and watch Liz Priestley <laughs> and wonder if she can do that as well. Wow. Well, I want to just thank you so much for sharing your story, your journey. And, you know, someone's going, like I said, there's going to be some little girl somewhere that's going to watch you and you're going to inspire them wow. with everything else oh that has gone on. And that's you're the circle. Me chills. This that's is so the amazing. circle, my friend. That's the circle. I know. You know, it's, it is because that's the same thing that happened to me but it's it's um it's thrilling to know that maybe someday somewhere i'll hopefully inspire someone to be like oh i could do that too because i mean really that's all it is is just believing that you can and then just you know taking the time to do it um but um as far as what's next for me you know i really i don't know it's it the pandemic has really moved things and shifted things and changed things a lot for for our industries right. as well as everyone else's right. um but the the silver lining there is that i've been able to do a lot of writing which is something else oh, i've been good. doing for years i just have never shown anyone my stuff okay until now okay. um it turns out that people are interested they're like hey this is good <laughs> so uh i am working on a screenplay Wonderful. and a web series uh, simultaneously. And we'll okay. see what happens with that. And I'm actually, as soon as we get off of this, I'm getting ready to film another audition. So we'll see. Awesome, awesome. Maybe some TV stuff. We'll see. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Liz, thank you so much for being on Moments of Grace. You're, you're so pleasant. Um, I was, I, I, you know, I had, uh, like I said, I've been stalking you for a couple of podcasts here. <laughs> you know, I love to, I love to research uh, my interviewees. Go, I love to go beyond just the, the bio you send me. That, that, yeah, the, you know, that could be so static, you know, for everybody else because um, you, you deserve to uh, all that has happened to you. You've worked oh, very you. hard. You have. Uh, you you you've 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 gone through the auditions. You've gone through the hours and hours of, mm-hmm. of rigorous voice and playing your instruments and, and the uh, the interviews and the turndowns and the letdowns. But like I always say, you know, every no leads us to that dynamic yes. 
Yes. So you did get the dynamic yes with Concrete Cowboys. <laughs> and I want to say thank you so much for sharing. And we look forward to other things. And, and please, as you are moving up the ladder, don't forget about us little folk. We love to have you back on Moments of Grace, okay? I won't forget about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Uh, oh, Say, no. Liz Priestley, who, I, I, who, Moments of Grace, who was that? <laughs> think so no i couldn't be moving anywhere without you guys so i'm i'm very grateful thank you so much for having me on this has been like such a pleasure so thank you oh thank you for being with us that is the incomparable liz Priestley, who has a new movie that's coming out and i think i can announce it is coming out on netflix uh yes. soon to be released um but we we want to thank her so much for being with us um and, and it it shows the realization of the human heart and how hard when you work you can really really have it uh, if you really try and, mm. and shoot for the stars and I always say if you you shoot for the stars and you hit the moon at least you got off the planet yes so yes for, for you That's my friend you've done, done a great job and we want to thank your parents want to thank everyone that inspired you because you know I, I, I believe in the gestalt that we are all part of everybody and everything that we've come across. Mm. You know, we take all of that into the future with us, our grandparents, our culture, every word that's been spoken over us, every thought and every uh, a bit of life that's been poured into us. And we take that into our successful places. And so you've done that very well, Liz. So thank you so much for being on Moments of Grace. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you guys are just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to start crying in a second. Thank you so much. <laughs> so with that said, we thank you all so much for listening to Moments of Grace and, and watch out for Liz's movie and watch out for other things with Liz. And and uh, we're going to have her back uh, here on Moments of Grace as she's moving up up the career ladder. And uh, for you that are listening, that, that may <clears throat> be in a position that you don't think you can do it look there is no obstacle that can come in your way that can defeat you it all you know my faith tells me all i need is the faith of a mustard seed just a mm. faith that's small enough to move a mountain it can be done so don't let anyone talk you out of it don't let anyone try to push you away from it you keep on moving and i guarantee you it'll happen with that said we, this is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler with Moments of Grace. Remember, love life, love God. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time on Moments of Grace. Mm -hmm.